0: Hello podcast community, this is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 11, where we will be covering the 50 best dating tips for those over 50. And so hopefully with this advice, we only get through about 15 of them, you will be ready to get back out there in no time. And Later on, we had a caller, but we decided to split that off onto a separate episode, episode 12, with Letitia, our caller. And welcome to the show. Hello, Michelle. This is Eric. Hello. Hello. Are you there? I'm here. Oh, my goodness. I'm
1: here.
0: I kind How of are left, you? I kind of just left everything blank before. I didn't do a, my long-winded intro. I kind of waited for you to come on first. So this is... A, The What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. And today we're going to go over dating tips for those over 50. What I noticed when I'm looking at our demographics outside of the wisdom community on Anchor, one of the things that definitely sticks out is that we have, what is that number? It is 85% of the people who are listening to us are between forty-five and fifty-nine. Wow! And then we have about five percent that are sixty-plus, and then it cascades down. Actually, we have one percent zero to seventeen. I don't know what that. I don't know why they're listening. <laughs>
1: it's not <laughs> I don't my know kids. Why they're
0: listening? Maybe, None of them
1: maybe, are my kids.
0: <laughs> maybe 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 one of them was your kids or
1: or yeah, maybe. No. Uh,
0: or maybe Maria's uh daughter. Yeah, you know, we gotta we gotta have a Maria reference, of course. You know, Maria's daughter uh had to send the podcast out to all her friends. So you know, after the uh the live to ride moment.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> or love to ride. No, love to ride.
1: Love to ride, yes. Love to ride she, yeah. she won't be well, living that one
0: down. Well I just did I just did a little uh teaser video for our Instagram, Facebook, and eventually you'll go up on YouTube. Uh, and that, and that was the portion of the podcast that I did the little five minute teaser on the, uh, the love to ride portion. Awesome. awesome. So she, she'll love it. You know, <laughs> she has, that, she did it. She has to own it. <laughs> that's right. She does own it. She knows. So she does own it. So Oh, um, too funny. Oh, no. all right.
1: Should we get into it? <laughs>
0: We should get into it how about i start off it looks like we have about six or seven people already so hopefully that will grow we are on the west coast so we're trying to be consistent coming on sometime between 5 and 6 p.m pacific time so that we can get you know people central mountain and east coast You know, because uh, Michelle's from the East Coast, so she she might have some listeners from the East Coast listening in on her. Absolutely. You never know. Inquiring minds might want (laughs) to know. So today we're going to go over some of the best dating tips for those over 50. Some of them I completely agree with. Some of them I'm like, hmm, I'm not quite sure. So, but go ahead and start, Michelle.
1: All right. Whether you're recently divorced, widowed, or just haven't found the right person yet, if you're on the dating scene at the midlife mark, you're far from alone. According to census data, more than a quarter of adults between the age 45 and 59, hmm, that coincides with our demographic, our single. In fact, there are 19.5 million unmarried Americans over 65. The pool has gotten large, my friends. It has. (laughs) Uh, However, while there may be plenty of fish, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, in the sea, finding a real catch is easier said than done, especially if Nixon was still in office the last time you went on a first date. (laughs) After all, the dating world is much different today from the dating world even 20-plus years ago. Says life coach and licensed mental health counselor Dr. Jamie Kulaga. So, how can over fifty singles re-enter the dating scene with confidence? Follow these tips for dating over fifty, and you will find that special someone in no time. So, we've got about let's see.
0: Uh, we're not going to go through all fifty. <laughs> or, oh, my. We're not, definitely. Are not there really?
1: All- 50. Holy moly. That's a lot.
0: Yep. That's a lot. Well, Although the, the some long... of
1: these we might breeze right through. So. Oh,
0: I, I have a feeling we're going to, we're going to go past a bunch. The one thing that I found interesting and, and it was a question uh, that I asked people, you know, how long they'd been married. I know you came out of a long term marriage. <clears throat> You're over 50. I'm over 50. And, sometimes people would have this weird regression back to their 20s because that was the last time they were single so yeah and so (laughs) if you're thinking about the 1980s while trying to date in 2022 that is definitely the wrong road to think about and take you know i it's uh, and you told me this statistic which was amazing is how many people we're getting married that met online, because that definitely seems to be more the norm today than you know, meeting naturally. Uh,
1: Absolutely, for, for, I, I will have to um, say, and I have a 25-year-old daughter, I don't think my sons are on di- dating sites, but I know my 25-year-old daughter has been, and for a couple of years, reason being, like, she's not into the bar scene necessarily, nor does she want to meet her significant other in a bar. And it's just a way to, it's just the way, it seems today, that um, that happens more often than, as you say, meeting in the wild for these guys. So um, it's kind of funny because think about, have you ever Googled when match? Match and, um, what was the other one? Match and the one that starts with an E. E E-Harmony. E-Harmony. Those were probably the first two, um, and I'm Googling it right now.
0: I'm looking it up, the wiki. Uh, Yeah. 1990, Match.com was 1995. Wow. I mean, 1995 is the early, early days of the internet. Well wait, wasn't
1: MySpace kind of like a pickup thing before match or Tinder? I think Tinder was one of the early ones specifically for hookups, but wasn't MySpace part of that too?
0: I was never I was you know, even though MySpace was MySpace started early two thousands and of course it was overrun by Facebook. Mm. Uh, but Facebook honestly was a was a better social platform. media platform for sure and you know and my space, you know kind of went by the wayside but yeah i'm sure people were meeting <laughs> each other through MySpace. but the fact that match has been around since 95 that's incredible i didn't yeah. think it's been around that long because i i know one of the the cases that we went over was a couple there's an older couple And they'd been married 20 years, and they met on Match. And I'm like, 20 years? Like, how
1: long has Match been around? Yeah, so I just Googled eHarmony, too. And it was August twenty second, 2000 in Pasadena, California.
0: Wow. I lived in Pasadena at that time.
1: Crazy, right?
0: Yeah, there's actually actually a website. I want to say it's called the Wayback Machine. So it's wayback.archive.org. Mm-hmm. And you can put in a web address on this Wayback Machine and you can put a time frame and it has the archive <clears throat> of what that website looked like twenty or twenty five years ago. Wow. I was could asking, you
1: imagine like nineteen ninety five, the big hair on <laughs> I had said big hair, um the big hair and the mullets
0: yeah i actually was a i was actually able to find my old podcast in two thousand and twelve on the wayback machine which was oh which gosh. was in, which was incredible and yeah you go to the wayback machine and you put in you put in any you know any website and it will bring up an archive and the wayback machine has it looks like nineteen ninety eight was when a match First, really, like, was out there, and it's hilarious. It's hilarious looking at these old web pages because they're terrible. Huh. <laughs> you, know, you know, compared, comparative to the things that we see, you know, on a day in day out basis, that are very aesthetically <clears> pleasing, <throat> and they're overwhelmed with ads everywhere. You know, you know, back then it's like you know the coding of the day, which was HTML, was uh, very simplistic. And the websites thus were very simplistic.
1: Interesting. I just I just Googled the earliest dating sites and KISS.com was the first modern dating site in nineteen ninety four, followed by Match in
0: ninety five. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at kind of I'm looking at some of the early Match coms on the uh, on the Wayback Machine and it's scary. It's um it's it's so simplistic
1: give us a visual
0: you know? <laughs> it's hard to give a it's kind of like remember AOL you know oh, remember AOL, yeah. AOL and Prodigy which were internet service providers back in that time frame and I mean I I was a early I was a, I was early pre-internet so I was on a, a service called CompuServe and then then AOL came around, then Prodigy, and then Apple even Apple even had an internet service uh, for a while that was very aesthetically pleasing, but didn't yeah. have that many users. You had to have a Mac in order to use it. Oh, so. This is
1: pretty funny. I'm going to send you this article. It's on eHarmony.com, and it's the history of online dating. This is definitely something that we need to talk about. But anyway, let's go. Let's go back to our uh, our. 50 best tips for dating over
0: 50. I think number one is extremely important. Uh, Number one dating tip is avoid internalizing rejections. And I almost, I almost equate this as like an actor going out for a role. And, you know, and every actor has the horror stories of when they first started in the business and they went out and they, they auditioned over and over and over and this rejection, rejection, rejection. Sometimes you will go out with people and, and you're just not feeling that commonality and that connection. And you have to kind of get used to someone saying, you know, I just don't think that we're a good fit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And, and uh, I actually, I actually like what they say here. I don't think we need to read the whole couple paragraphs, but the, to summarize um, with how many people you can meet online, don't take the rejection to heart. Think of rejection as a time saver, as opposed to something that's wrong with you. Mr. and Ms. Wright will come along, but you need to remain confident in who you are and open-minded to the people that come your way. So I think that most often when you hit, mm, it's probably 50, it might even be a little earlier, a little later for some people but you kind of have that i don't give a flying mm, bleep 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 about what people think of me attitude Um, so it's probably less prevalent the internalizing rejections at our age than it is for the 20 somethings that would be my guess but i like the way they look at it as don't think of it as rejection think of it as a time saver
0: Have you have you ever gone out with someone and because you're you're very you're a very strong person, not just physically strong, but I mean strong personality wise, that's who says that you intimidate them.
1: Um n- no, I've I've never okay. gotten that. Ever, actually. Okay. Um I did actually and this was not somebody I dated, but it, I did actually have uh a client of mine who was an older man in his fifties at the time say that I was more of a guy's girl. Um, okay, and, I, and that's more probably a, what. Body. I, well, I think I just I can't relate to lady drama very well, so I just get along better with dudes than some women. Um, and I think that's why Marie and I get along because we don't, we just don't. That's kind of nonsensical to us.
0: <laughs> yes, it's nonsensical.
1: <laughs> nonsensical. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're not watching the Kardashians uh, at, in the evening.
1: But I've heard that. And I think um, one of my clients back East, I think she felt often that people were intimidated by her level of success and also by the fact that she hadn't been married before. That oh. is something that um, is kind of intriguing because, you know, do how do people people perceive somebody that has never been married and they're 50 or 60 years old, like as somebody that has issues or they're too picky
0: or. See, um, I I've had those dates with those women. And when, so when, when I, when I became single, I was 50, you know, I started dating 51. I, I had, because I didn't have any children. I was married, which means, okay, I can you know, I could commit, didn't have any children. So I was a bit of a unicorn out there. And mm. I kept having the same date with, you know, business, you know, a lot of business women, uh, sometimes physicians, college professors, etc. people who focused on their careers, you know, through their twenties, thirties, now they're hitting 40, 42, 44, and they're going, boy, I really, I didn't think I wanted kids in my thirties, but now that I'm hitting 40, it's like, I'm really thinking I want kids. And so Mm. I went out on dates with a lot of those stronger women. And, and they were very upfront and forthright, which was actually fantastic. But it was, it was strange, you know, when you're on a first date and they hit you with, so what, what are your thoughts on having children? Mm. It's like, and, for me, being fifty, 51, I'm like, and on number two, it says expand your usual age limits. Even if you've only dated people around your age in the past, why limit yourself now? While dating someone 10 or 20 years older or younger than you may have been a big deal in your 20s and 30s, you realize that there isn't much of a difference between a mature 38-year-old and a 58-year-old, or even between a 50 and a 70-something. I would have a tendency to disagree with this because as someone who's active in their 50s, you know, I'm, I'm really looking at 10 up and 10 down at the most. And I want to be with someone who is not necessarily has to be, you know, super fit, but is open and willing to go on a long hike or i my particular thing is i like riding my bike you know if they ride a bike that'd be fantastic i think expanding your age limit is a good thing but up to a certain point and it also depends kind of where you are at your life because sometimes i've met people in the past who are very close to my age and say they're in there okay you're back i went over number two and and they're in their fifties and they're already retired. And now that's wonderful, but I still have five, six years left of working before <laughs> I even get there. So my thought process is a little different than someone who's retired. Mm. And and I think what I basically said is, you know, the expand your age limits and it's saying, don't, don't worry about dating someone 20 years older. 20 years is a lot.
1: Well, so. I have a comment on that. I have a very good friend who is married to somebody that's 20 years older than her. Um, obviously she's my age. Um, and he retired, um, uh, maybe like 10 years ago, somewhere around that. I don't quite remember, but she is just retiring now. Um, not because she has to, but she wants to so that she can spend time traveling with him for
0: obvious yeah. reasons. That makes sense.
1: um, And, um, you know, they've, they've been great. So I think it depends. Um, every situation might be a little bit different. Uh, but I, I kinda, I was married to somebody that was nine years older than me and I felt like there started to be a a difference in energy levels.
0: Absolutely. I was exactly the same. I was with someone nine years older than me and there was a, there was a difference. You mm-hmm. know, and, when it, and it was the simple things like I would, I would go on walks three, four nights a week because I live right next to this wonderful walking trail, and mm-hmm. just getting her to walk or go to the gym or do those kinds of things. Oh my God, Michelle's making coffee again. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> you can
1: you can guess what the two noises were just a second ago? Actually, I'll tell you the first one. I had a I had a plumber. At the
0: house. <laughs> now, this has nothing to do with the guy trimming your bushes.
1: No, <laughs> no, I had to call a plumber.
0: Oh, okay, say
1: that anyway. Okay,
0: so he, so he's cleaning out the pipes.
1: He's cleaning out the pipes. Yes, there's a clog. There's a there's clog a cl- in the pipe. Clog. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, but um. Anyway. Let's move on to number three.
0: <laughs> you have to finish your plumbing story.
1: Oh no! My literally, my sink clogged yesterday, and I tried to rectify it myself, and it just didn't happen. So, two hundred bucks
0: are, are complicated sometimes <laughs> if you don't have the right equipment.
1: That's right. I, I, the snake was tried. The draino was tried, and so, so um, you, yeah. not,
0: Give you the snake.
1: That's right, <laughs> something <laughs> like that.
0: <laughs> so he, oh, that's so what he not, said. not trimming the bushes, but he's snake in the drain.
1: He's snake in the Ba-dum-pum. drain,
0: man. Ba-dum-pum. Ba-dum-pum. Okay, that's a right. Jack Tripper, double entendres.
1: There we so. go. Ease, ease into talking about <laughs> sensitive subjects. Many fifty somethings have built businesses and careers, are putting children through college, have even faced some health issues. On the first few dates with someone, it's not appropriate to focus on how much money they have in the bank and if they have health issues. The first few dates should be getting to know each other's personality, a little about their family, likes, a few dislikes, and fun life experiences. If date one jumps right to the serious and tough parts of life that even take a toll on the strongest couples, you may be weeding out or they may be weeding out some really amazing people to have fun with. Everybody's got something going on right um, absolutely I mean that is- it's one of
0: those things that you know I, I always love the, the profiles <laughs> where you know someone's been married they have kids but I have no baggage and it's like eh, everyone's they got, got a little <laughs> bit of, everyone's got a little bit of baggage you know and it, it's what it really is more than anything is if you're past it you right. know if you've kind of let it go and that to me is the important part and finding finding someone who's at the same place you are emotionally is is tough yeah you know there's i mean i i said this i said this to uh my friend last night i said there's times where i've gone out with someone and i'm more looking for a serious relationship and you go out with them and they've got all kinds of craziness going on in their life still and then mm. I've actually said these words to someone. I go, "You're not ready. You know, you're not yeah. ready. You're not ready for a serious relationship." Or they're they're you know they're barely month from their divorce. I mean, the ink's barely dry, and they're out looking for a serious relationship. It's like you know you need to have that space between when you're you know separated, divorced, and then you have a little bit of time to breathe, figure out who who you are, before even consider being in a serious relationship.
1: And you got to deal with your shit. Um, You got to deal with your shit. You got to deal with your shit. And there's definitely a healing process. And I think, you know, everybody, everybody heals a little differently and it all depends on what it is that you face during your, um, you know, your marriage. Um, Absolutely. You know, how, how bad things were. Um, I know. so
0: you were married for a long time and you lived on the East coast. And then you said, I think you said you sold your house or family house and then you moved and moved to the West coast. And it's like that within itself is just so much to like, just handle. Process. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like in paradise, you're in Huntington beach and you're like, wow, what the heck? What? Like, what, where, where did I? Where am I?
1: <laughs> I know. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because um one of my girlfriends from church, she's like she would listen to me talk about like how much fun everything was and she's like, You're dating California. I'm like, Hey, you know what? You're right. I am dating California. I wanna go here, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. I'm like taking it all in. So all right. um
0: there's yeah. so many little nooks and crannies and niches and places to go, and then you find out about this place and that place. And you know, I had a I had a friend who lived in Palos Verdes, and she took me to this place called Lunada Bay, mm-hmm. probably about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've lived in California my whole life, Southern California my whole life. I didn't know this place existed. You know, yeah, and there's it, and it there's existed. more
1: than enough to do out here, like. It, it could take you your whole lifetime, especially yeah. if you tend to do the same things over and over again, like, um, yeah. you know, riding in the same areas or, or sorry, this is probably going to be happening off and on. Oh, People are okay. going to be coming in and out.
0: Is that the plumber?
1: <clears throat> the plumber, guessing he's looking for me to let him in.
0: Okay. Is he still oh, working? Nope. St- okay.
1: He must be he's... downstairs. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Anyway,
0: timing. <laughs> let's, Timing's let's everything. Move on. I'll, I'll do number four. Uh, Don't be afraid to make your needs known. Actually, I think that's really important. Just because you're not 22 anymore doesn't mean you have to accept any kind of relationship that is offered to you. If you're over 50 and still want to play the field or you're looking for someone who's traveling instead instead of mute yourself, Michelle. Okay, if you're over 50 and still want to play the field or you're looking for someone who shares a passion for traveling, instead of spending nights in it's your prerogative to be honest about those wishes don't compromise and find yourself in a relationship you don't really want okay hopefully Michelle will come back on
1: yeah, there okay. she is
0: okay so that's true I mean I think it's I think it's important to be genuine I mean mm-hmm. authenticity is a, is a word that gets thrown around a lot these days um, but I think I think it is so important when you meet someone, That they are authentic to who they are and are giving that to you. Like, this Mm -hmm. is who I am. I mean, if you accept me as the way I am, then fantastic. If, you know, you don't, then fine. You know, we can move on. Right. Yeah. And
1: this is what I try to impart upon my kids, um, the most important decision you're going to make is who your life partner is, and don't take that lightly because forever is a long time.
0: <laughs> forever is a long time.
1: If you have any yeah. doubts, there's a reason, and uh, go with it. Go yeah, with it. And,
0: and I mean, if you <laughs> met someone on a dating site who has been married, say, two or three times, would that would that give you pause? Would it be like, ooh, like man, three three marriages under the belt already.
1: Um. Well, first of all, they don't really say that in most of their dating profiles i mean i think i think it's um important to talk about um it takes two to tango um it's not usually you know just one person um but you know i think you you definitely you know you're you're listening um to see you know what it might be and then you know
0: Mm -hmm. To me, to Mm -hmm. me, the details are in the nuance of the conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, there's there's the proverbial and I say this is important in the context of once you get to a phone conversation or even more important when you have that face to face, whether it's coffee or drinks or dinner, it's like when you're having those conversations, the way they answer questions, the way they avoid questions, the little nuances here and there that tells you volume, yeah. you know? And if, if you're asking him a specific question, like, gee, how long have you been divorced? And they're like, God, you know, the weather's been great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're doing the old avoidance dodge. Like, hmm, uh, maybe they're not, maybe he's not divorced. Oh, and, true. And that, Oh, that's happened. That's happened to me before Goodness. when, when you go out with someone and they say they're divorced and they're, you know, not, they're not, <laughs> not divorced or separated. <laughs> I mean, it's like we hate to we hate to have to deal with stuff like that. But the rea- the true reality of online dating is sometimes people are not a hundred percent genuine. We would like to well, believe we live in a world where that's true, but no, it's not.
1: Yeah, well, we know that's not the case. But I also think there's a difference between um, being being separated and knowing you're on your way out versus still living in the same house and being married and not making any moves to to make changes.
0: Um, yeah, I had, I had that date. <laughs> uh, they said they were divorced and they were still living in the house with their allegedly soon-to-be ex-husband.
1: Yeah, I actually had a, uh, an acquaintance that uh, was married. They never got divorced and the guy had his little thing on the side and they just decided financially they would continue to live together in their house i'm like i don't know how you do that what are you doing now eric
0: i i had a pen explode and i'm trying to get ink off my fingers <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay well maybe we well, should add to this episode Wait, that to what it, is well, like, <laughs> yeah i
0: was yeah it's uh
1: you're usually the quiet one
0: yeah i know it's like trying to get black ink off my fingers. Oh, well.
1: Yeah, so so on that, don't be afraid to make your needs known. Um, Absolutely. Actually, um, wait, I think I jumped ahead. No, wait, that's where we were, right?
0: Yeah, we're on number five.
1: Number five is next, but going back to number four, I would say that that is probably less of an issue at our age, again, than it would be. For the younger gen,
0: for the OGs, we
1: yeah. we we will say we will say for the, what's for, on my mind. The forty
0: plus, the forty plus crowd, the forties, fifties, sixties. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Exactly. Embrace
1: your age. Embrace your age. That is sometimes tough. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> Feel confident and sexy as opposed to finding ways to hide your age or lie about it. At some point, your age is going to come forward anyway. Don't lie about it today and then have, have to find ways to come forward with the truth after you really like somebody. True. Talk about fun life experience you've had and the goals you still have. Show your age and wisdom in fun, exciting ways that make people want to be part of your journey. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I
0: yeah. I, th- I, think that's... I think you and I. I think you and I are both fortunate because we're both in our mid fifties, but we we definitely don't look it. And mm. I, I'd say most people, when they try to guess my age, they usually guess eight to ten years younger than my actual age, which is a good yeah, thing. I could see
1: that. I I get the same thing.
0: Yeah, and I I think it has to do with like how we, how well we take care of ourselves. And you know, I'm just lucky. I've good genetics and and olive skin doesn't hurt absolutely so, I, miss, I think I, miss that I think, on the
1: olive skin detail
0: yeah I, I think if what this is really kind of le- lending itself to is embrace your age so if you're you're 55 don't put that you're 45 on your profile don't put that you're 40 you know if you're five feet eight don't say you're six feet tall it, it's like it's gonna come back and bite you in the butt as soon as you meet that person. It just, it's just, it's just gonna
1: Absolutely. Agreed. Hey, can you hear that noise in the background? Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could probably go to another room. Maybe I'll do that. I mean,
0: it looks like we need the, she's now ordering the Get Smart Cone of Silence. From Amazon. Hopefully it can be delivered soon.
1: What is and, that? Uh, we're gonna go what's the Get Marks cone of silence?
0: The the Get Smart cone of silence? Yes. Get Smart yeah. was a TV show back in the seventies. And uh, the, uh... and the cone of silence would come down over the top of them and it echoed so horribly, it was so loud, there was nothing silent about it. It was it was kind of a joke.
1: Yeah, well he, might, he must be drilling with his snake right now because it's loud.
0: Well, I guess he's got an anaconda going.
1: (laughs) Something like that. Must be a long snake. Actually, number
0: number six is important. Listen attentively. If you haven't been on a date in some time, it may be hard to contain your excitement, meaning you end up talking more than listening. However, if you're eager to land a second date, make sure that you're an active listener to the person you're with feeling heard goes a long way toward building trust. And this is something I've had to work on because I'm a talker. <laughs> I, like no, talk.
1: yes, I like to talk. No, not
0: to Yeah, Really? Yeah. I mean, there's many times that I've talked on this podcast and I can literally hear Michelle's head hitting the desk. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of an enthusiastic talker. So I've had to really kind of just like, okay, Eric, be quiet. And don't just wait for your turn to talk, listen to what they're saying. And mm. so I've gotten a little bit better at that. Um, I'm not, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I do feel that way. If I'm actually excited talking with someone, you know, we have a lot of different commonalities. I really enjoy like saying, Hey, I this ha- I, I have this life experience. How about you? And, and I always See, I think are.
1: I'm more the opposite. I think I am more the like the interviewer. I love hearing people's stories and not like grilling them or drilling them, but really like finding like out who they are and what they've been through and not necessarily like, oh, you know, first time you're out with somebody and you're like, oh, so what happened to your marriage? I think right. that's yeah, not well, a you, fun conversation to you, have.
0: There used to be a guy, his name was Steve Hartman, and he's Mm. now on CBS National, but he started in L.A., and he was one of these guys (laughs) back in the days of the phone book. He would open a phone book, and he would put his finger on a name in the phone book, and then he would call them, and then he'd take his TV crew down to there, and he'd have that person tell him their life story. That's
1: awesome. Yeah, I would love that. It's kind of like Oprah. I could... I could totally do Oprah's job.
0: It was it was such <laughs> oh, and he's and now you know he's on the national news. I see him every once in a while, and he still does that. He's still out listening for people's stories. I mean, a writer yeah. back a, a writer back in the '60s and '70s uh, was a Chicago guy, uh, Studs Terkel, and all his mm-hmm. books are on regular people. You right. know?
1: He, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I just it, enjoy. I enjoy talking to people and finding out just, you know, what they're about. And, um, a story. yeah, I mean, that's, that's always been, yeah, um, that's something
0: Maria, Maria would say to me all the time. She goes, you'll talk to anybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same She's, way.
0: She says that to me all the time. Well, you'll talk to anybody. And it's like, well, people intrigue me, you know, it's like, how, yeah. how did, how did we both get here at this moment in time at exactly the same You know, and we're exactly the same place. Like, where did you come from? Exactly. Yeah. And there's there's so many, there's so many things and we, we, we play them Mm -hmm. off as coincidences, but sometimes, you know, it's a Jewish term, kismet, you know, is meant to be, you know, and it's like, sometimes you, you meet someone or you, you talk to someone and you realize you have all these common things and you're like, oh, I guess it was meant to be that I, I met this person and talked to them. Yeah. All
1: right, let's move on. Number seven, is it still loud in
0: here? No, don't expect things to be the same as when you were 20. Dating isn't necessarily the formal affair it was when you were younger. So don't assume that you need to get your best suit ready, buy flowers, or get your hair done just to grab a cup of coffee with someone. Similarly, now that you're older, don't expect that things will get physical as fast as they did when you were younger. I would say, I don't know about the second part. So, but I, my personal feeling is, as the man, if I invite someone out for coffee, if I invite someone out to dinner, I've always been the one who pays. If you're taking someone out for coffee and maybe a pastry, as the man, you should pay. Mm. Because women who are in their 50s and 60s, they grew up at a different generational time where, True. like... And I'm not saying that it's expected of them, and right. that was something that your brother referenced. He's like, "Oh, all these women just want is a free dinner." But if you're going out for coffee, I mean, you're looking at like 15 bucks max, right. mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, it, I just think that men, if you're a little bit older, I just think it's more important for you. Eh, let me get this, you know. Yeah. And I know that you've said about dinner that you prefer splitting the bill the first time you go to dinner.
1: And uh, it, it's going to take me a while before I allow somebody to pay for my dinner. I'm just, mm, I just have a, a, a different feeling about that. Like I don't want anybody to feel, or I don't want myself to feel any kind of obligation. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just a little more, you know what? Uh, let's just split it down the middle and.
0: Um yeah. I think my feeling my feeling is when it gets to become dinner, say you've had a, a couple of coffee dates and then if you finally go to dinner, the person that asks hopefully it's the man asks, and then um hopefully that's the person that's that's getting the tab. But no, why don't you say hopefully
1: it's the man that asks?
0: Some men won't ask. Some to- men are not forthright enough to say hey, gee, I've had two great coffee dates with you. Maybe we went on a walk or a hike. Let's go to dinner. Some I've heard this from women over and over. It's like, he won't ask me out to dinner. Hmm. It's always the, hey, you want to go hang out?
1: Interesting.
0: Like, what exactly does hang out mean? You know? Hmm.
1: Yeah. Has that it's not been your experience, or
0: has that been your experience?
1: Um.
0: Or have you been the one asking them out? <laughs>
1: no, I've never. I've, I don't know that I've actually ever asked anybody out that I was romantically interested in.
0: Okay, gotcha. That's good. They I don't they think were so. they were forthright enough to say, "Hey, Michelle, I, I'd really like to take you to dinner."
1: Yeah, I guess I'm probably more old fashioned in that regard. But yeah. not as old fashioned in like I wanna pay.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I but I think I think a lot of women who are in their fifties and sixties, I think they are still a little bit old fashioned that way. Yeah. You know, but they be. want they want the guy to step up and say, Hey, let's let's go out to dinner or let's let's go see let's go see a band or let's go to a play or let's go, you know, listen to some jazz, something Something a little more adult.
1: <laughs> yeah, agree, agree. All right, use photos on your online dating profile that reflect how you look currently. We've actually talked about this.
0: Um, We've talked about this a lot.
1: Yeah, so I think we can move right past that one. Well, just to I, I, say I, that just to don't,
0: reiterate, don't use the pictures that show gas at a dollar ninety
1: nine. <laughs> <laughs> Although that. That happened during COVID,
0: so. Well,
1: uh, yeah, maybe not out here in California, but back east it was really cheap.
0: I'd say try to keep your photos within a year, a calendar year.
1: Couple years,
0: like if you have a really cool picture. Yeah, if you're like if you're like climbing, you know, K two or Everest, yeah, throw that photo in too. You know, just yeah, it doesn't matter if that one's a little bit dated. But sometimes you see photos and you're like, I think this is a a scan of a Polaroid. Mm. And you're going, no one has used a Polaroid in 20 years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Although they are back now, those little mini, the minis. All the cool kids have
0: those little minis. I I don't get it.
1: All right, let's go on to nine.
0: I think nine can be a little bit dangerous. Send a few (laughs) flirty texts. Who says the little digital flirtation is out of the question just because you're over 50? While we're not suggesting you send Mm -hmm. anything explicit to your date, a text reminding them that you can't wait to see them again can go a long way. I think flirty text is a line that has to be... It's one of those things, like crossing over that line can be perilous. Hmm. Yeah,
1: see, I've I've not had some of the same experiences as other women have um, in regards to pictures or, um, like just sending, just sending nasty. Naked
0: ph- having someone sending you naked photos. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that from. I would say most women who've been on online dating sites for at least a couple of years have all had that one person that just escalated. Like I flirted, like I called them handsome or I I called them something, you know, or called them sweetie or, or just something of nature. And next thing, you know, boom, dick pic. It's like, like, okay. In a way, I think if that's not how you're oriented, if you are looking for a serious relationship and that person sends you that, that's actually a blessing in disguise.
1: Well, you know, part part of me thinks that it could be what you're giving off. Um, Of course, in some cases, not saying that's right or wrong, but it could be that you're giving someone their impression that that might be okay.
0: Right. That's why, um, I say, that's why I say that flirting can be a little dangerous because yeah. there's, there's degrees of flirting. I mean, calling someone, you know, saying, oh, wow, that's such a that's such a, a great photo or "or you look handsome today. Those are fine. But it's like once you, there's a line in the sand and it, once you cross it, you don't need to encourage men very much to cross that line right. at all. And. Mm-hmm. And, but to me, if a man does send you a photo and you say you are looking for a serious relationship, that immediately gives you the, the cue. ebie Well, wonky. it's going to give you the, it's going to give you the <laughs> ebie but number two, you're going to say, okay, I know what this guy's all about. He's just, he's just interested in a hookup or a friends with benefits. He's not really interested in a serious relationship.
1: Yep. Bingo.
0: And so it that, that gives you. I mean, to me, it's a blessing in disguise.
1: Yeah, it's almost so, like finding finding out early. Like we were talking about, you know, the rejection. That's a yeah. that's a time saver. <laughs> Look at it as it's a it's time saver. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right, ask someone out, even if you've never done it before. Okay, I've never done it before. Um, but what they say, basically, do it once, you'll have the confidence that you need to do it again. So right. I think... I wonder um, what percentage of women are, I hate to use the word aggressive enough because it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be one-sided, but I do wonder like, what percentage of women would have the confidence to do the asking out? I
0: think, I think think women now are, I think, once you get to your forties and fifties, I think you really have an idea of who you are. And Mm -hmm. I think they are confident enough to ask someone out. But my feeling is that you should hold on. I got to sneeze.
1: Sorry about that.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh, my feeling mm-hmm. is that women, God bless women you. are confident enough to ask someone out but I re- there's some people that they get into these apps whether it's Match or Zeus or OkCupid okay or whatever it is and there's different levels of escalation you start having mm-hmm. this conversation back and forth via messages mm-hmm. and then you move to the phone I don't really think anyone should get asked out until you get a phone conversation and you hear that person on the other end of the line. True. So oh, goodness oh, gracious. Well, okay. All right. Um, moving on. Actually, this is a good one. Try an age specific dating site. So you don't want yeah. your online profile to get lost in a sea of 20 somethings or your average dating site. Try an age specific one like our time or silver singles make it easy to find someone who isn't just fine with your age, but is specifically looking for someone your age. I actually think that's true. Both of those websites are oriented to people who are 50 plus. Even though I've used this website in the past, I would always still see people who are in their 30s. Now, 40s, yeah, 40s is fine. You know, like, if someone's in their fifties and someone's on there who's forty five, that's fine. But yeah, I would still see people in their thirties
1: or thirty five. Diggers.
0: Gold diggers or someone who's looking for a sugar daddy.
1: Yeah, or gold a sugar
0: or you know, a sugar baby.
1: Mm.
0: You know, interesting. It's like they're looking for someone to you know to take care of their uh, needs in different financially.
1: Ways. Financial,
0: <laughs> financially more than anything, yeah. I would get messages from people who were like in thirty-two or thirty-three, and I'd be like, "No, no thanks." Interesting. Sorry.
1: Are there are there no age filters on those sites?
0: There are age filters, but it doesn't it doesn't prevent them. For some reason, it doesn't prevent them from searching you out and then sending well,
1: you. Well, yeah, I don't know how that works, but I've had some thirty. 30- and even some late twenties. I'm like, really, <laughs> right? And and you wonder how they get through.
0: But I well, bet you they
1: there's a way. There's got to be a way.
0: Well, they know they know how to, you know, they know how to game the system. They know how to manipulate it in such a way that if they're looking specifically for someone in their fifties, they're they're going to find a way through. Yeah. So. Uh, number 12 is don't get hung up on your past relationships. A painful divorce or the 30 happy years you spent together before your spouse's death may weigh heavily on your mind. But that doesn't mean stuff like that it is appropriate first date fodder. When in doubt, save the talk of your past relationships for down the line. Completely yeah, agree. I remember
1: when my bestie had a date and it was her first one. I think I talked about this a little bit, but that was like one of the first things that he asked her and she was just like, Oh, I do not want to hash this out right now. Like um, I'm trying to get away from thinking about that. So I would totally agree with that.
0: I would always kind of like kick, kick the can down the road and say something to the effect of that's a really long story. Yeah. And let's, let's talk about us more than perseverate about our past husbands or wives. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll go out with someone and all they do is talk about their ex.
1: Oh and, right.
0: And I've been I've been on those coffee dates where it's just ninety percent about the ex about how A bitch poor, session. poorly they treated them. Oh you know? gosh. Or or that, you know, I paid I was I worked and he didn't work and you know I paid for everything and then he took he took half my retirement when we got divorced, and oh yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, not, that's, not that's
1: Somebody, that's somebody you want to have a second date with, not.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, a little little anger still. And yeah, exactly. So a lot of times, those are the people that just they haven't they haven't worked through all the the issues of their marriage. Absolutely. But first, second, even third date. You know, you might want to talk about your ex a little, like what they did, but you don't really, you don't want to start drilling down into the details. Or maybe saying like go, how
1: long you've been married or something like that.
0: I want, yeah, I was like the ones where they go, why, why did you get divorced? You got to tell me everything. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. Exactly. <laughs> too, like, soon. too soon. Too soon. Too
1: soon. All right. Let's go on. Master a skillful compliment. No matter what your age, everyone loves a thoughtful compliment to ensure that your flattery isn't misconstrued. Try to make your initial compliments about your date's personality or physical features from the neck up. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Like you have such a winning smile or I just love your sense of humor. You're aiming for charming, not creepy. Yes. Oh gosh.
0: You know, this is why,
1: this is why I have to have my sister on the podcast eventually because
0: Is she, she was busty. at the dinner. She's very yeah busty. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> she was at the dinner and she had something very revealing on. Oh. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay,
0: I'll I'll yeah, move a plung- on. A plunging here. neckline,
1: plunging neckline, and the dude that was sitting across from her literally put his fingers in her cleavage cleavage area and pulled her top. Away from her, and looked at looked down her shirt, and I'm like, mm, "Okay,
0: wow, that's bold." What?
1: Yeah, right. What did you do? And she was just like, "I, I mean, what do you do?" <laughs>
0: uh, you get up and leave. <laughs> I think, I think you get up and leave at that point. Yeah. Uh, well, I've never I don't heard know. That I don't though. know I've, what the of, I don't know
1: what the situation was. I don't know if she,
0: uh, hopefully she didn't drive there with the dude, but who knows? Um, yeah, I've heard from people who are a little more on the busty side that all they did is just stare at my cleavage the whole time. You well, know, and it's like eye, eye contact for men is extremely important.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. But so, yeah, that's well, nice. so,
0: off, if you come off at all, on the creepy side, it's like, yeah, you're not gonna get a second date. Nope. You know? No, agreed. Uh, All right, 14. Uh, we can go past that one. Yeah. That's kind of a weird one.
1: No, nah, uh, actually. Put together, okay, go ahead. No, I, Actually, I, I have something to say about that. I was, I was in a group of women. Um, it was kind of like a dating group. I think I referenced it once before. And that was one of the things in the book. I think it was called how to get a date worth keeping that said, you know, use your network, like ask a friend, do you know, do you know anybody that is single that might be a match for me? And, you know, some people are just going to be adverse to going online because it freaks them out. And they think that there's going to be like the, some uh, dirty John,
0: or Dirty swindler. people are a little on the stocky side, and people who are disingenuous and
1: yeah. So I mean, I don't think that's a bad the, thing. Yeah,
0: the, I mean the Dirty John profile. When I went back and looked at like some of the the intricacies of that, I mean, yeah, he he was a he was an attractive guy. He said he was a doctor. I'm an anesthesi. I'm a doctor. I'm an anesthesiologist. You know, and it's doctor. like doctor. He checked all these boxes, and I'm sure women were just falling over falling themselves. Falling all over them.
1: Mm. You
0: know, because he, he had a great profile.
1: The doctor of devious is what the he doctor. Looked.
0: The doctor, well, he's, he's a doctor no more. <laughs> oh. So, so put together some new outfits. Um, <laughs> it, mm, that's, that's interesting.
1: Actually, you know what? I did do that. When, but multiple reasons because I hadn't been out. I like had, I was working in my gym. I lived in Spandex. And my one client worked at White House Black Market. And she's like, we need to go get you some dating clothes, some dating outfits. And uh, she had a blast. So I went with her. She was in her 70s. I went with her and um, we had fun just. They're like, try this on, try this on. Um, so I did I, do that.
0: I think new outfits or new, just new clothes sometimes in general, yeah. make you feel a lot. I mean, it helps you with that confidence. If if you're not feeling confident with who you are,
1: or frumpy, think, like if you have outdated clothes, you know, you might make you feel a little frumpy. So I get mean, yourself a nothing. New
0: outfit. Nothing cuts through the BS like a first date on a bicycle and all you're wearing is tight fitting clothing
1: yeah. <laughs> or or a, a a chance encounter in a hot tub where you are basically
0: <laughs> this is true yeah. yeah the There's the hot tub weird. the hot tub match is probably a long shot or it the only beach. Fits so many people, only, it only fits so many people in a hot tub.
1: Yeah, if you meet somebody and they're wearing your bathing suit, it's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> nothing, nothing to hide here.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: But yeah, kits, kits are kind of the same. I mean, there is yeah, not much. There is not much dorkier than a cycling kit. Gotta like say. Right. And, but it it hides nothing. It's a very yeah, easy you're right. It's almost as revealing as being in a bikini in the hot tub.
0: True. (laughs) There have been times where I was interested in someone who was a cyclist and then, you know, and just kind of throwing it out there to see if it sticks and saying, hey, how about we go out on a bike ride the first time? And then the women would say, why don't we meet in our civilian clothes first? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, the, 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 the tight-fitting spandex and, you know, a bike ride. Uh, that might be down the down the line a little bit. I was talking, and then yes. I realized, hey, oh, yeah. Michelle's gone again. So. <laughs> oh, the
1: one, the one thing I am going to point out here to all you ladies that might need my help, nothing is sexier than confidence. So make sure you take the time to refresh your wardrobe, practice yoga, or work out. So if y'all need Agreed. help with that, hit me up. <laughs>
0: Or focus on if, your nutrition.
1: Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Better yet.
0: Yeah. I have, I have a couple friends and they, and they got into the, you know, setting, getting a meal plan and, and setting up, you know, their, their weekly food and stuff like that. And boy, that made such a huge difference in their lives. Well, I you have know, to say,
1: of, when um, I was going through, so in in 2019 November, I was really really sick. Um, we had gotten back from Spain. I had this upper respiratory thing. Probably was COVID. Um, I felt horrible, and I knew like I just didn't. I hadn't been feeling good, and I knew I needed somebody to to help me bail myself out. Right, and right. I remember going through this and. Um, I had hired myself a nutrition coach and, um, I started really focusing on taking care of myself and my one client who was a guy, he's like, Oh, you're doing this cause you're, you're going to put yourself back on the market. I said, has absolutely for me had absolutely nothing to do with that. I just needed to do it for myself because I never took the time to really care for myself Mm -hmm. because I was always taking care of everybody else. So, right,
0: husband, kids, etc. Right,
1: but in turn,
0: and that's not uncommon. That that's not uncommon at all for the woman to to sacrifice themselves for their children.
1: For sure, and um, yeah, so you know the the confidence booster though that happened from just feeling better and was pretty pretty indescribable. So right. I would highly recommend doing the old get yourself. Get yourself feeling better about yourself
0: through diet and exercise. Excellent. um, And then, and then once you 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 drop a few pounds, then new outfit will be in order. Absolutely. Yeah, get a new outfit. You know, new outfit. Drop like ten or twenty pounds. Feel more confident. Absolutely, and just feel better in general. Feel better. Uh, Next one is get some (laughs) advice from friends who've started dating again. I think that's important. I think it's important. This is—I have a number of people who come to me because they know I've been online dating, especially now that I'm broadcasting that we have a podcast, and and sometimes they they do ask questions of me, like like what what should I do, and you know, and for men, the shirtless selfie in the bathroom. If you're looking for a serious relationship probably a no-go <laughs> for the up high photo the up high selfie showing your robust cleavage big no
1: yeah we've we've got some good tips in earlier um podcasts on on dating advice or online dating advice
0: i mean i think it's important to have photos that reflect what your life is and if you still have children at home, you know, I'm I'm on the fence sometimes about having the children in your photos if they're still small children. But if they're mm-hmm. older, you know, if they're a little bit older, I don't have a problem with that. But yeah. it's like kind of showing the things that are your life day to day. I think that's important to show in your photographs. You Absolutely. And, and if you have, five different photos that were all taken in your bedroom uh-huh. yeah, that, i'm always i'm always a little suspicious of, like, in your all taken, in, taken exactly the same place yeah all you, know, you five car selfies Ugh,
1: you know, yes. yeah, that's, the car that's selfies a... and the bathroom selfies come on boys you got to do a little better than that
0: <laughs> now have you ever seen the lean i'm gonna lean on my porsche selfie
1: yes okay
0: yep. i figured you did
1: <laughs> what, well, you know, it's funny. I was just noticing this in not regards to dating. But um, so being in the fitness industry, and people seeing that I'm an online coach, the number of, quote, unquote, online fitness business coaches that are lurking on Facebook now is so as of thousand.
0: Hundreds oh of my thousands.
1: gosh. And it's hysterical. They all have the same crossed arm pose. So you can see their bulging biceps. It's kind of like the same same concept as the guys in the selfie bathrooms and, and the, yeah. uh, the cars. The, shirt,
0: the shirtless selfies. Yeah. You know. yes,
1: instead it's the arm cross. The arm cross. All right. Let's do a couple more and then we should cut it because it's getting late. I would um, agree. Let's go to 20. And then we'll call yeah, we don't we and, don't
0: want uh, we don't want Michelle we don't want to get the Michelle fade.
1: I'm just waiting for the plumber to come give me the bill.
0: <laughs> okay, well I'm glad you said bill and not snake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, get to know each other before meeting in person. Oh my gosh, I'm overlooking that comment. Just because someone's interested in meeting you doesn't mean you need to schedule an in-person date immediately. Jumping straight back into dating after a long break may be weird at first. Test the waters by starting conversations with multiple people, suggests Sullivan. Once you feel you've found your groove, you can take the next step and meet for coffee or dinner.
0: What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I I think sometimes when you meet someone, you know, jumping to dinner, you know, make it coffee or drinks. Make it something casual where you're not, nervous and you're you're just you're you're, it's a more casual environment and you can have just a real nice yeah no pressure nice free and open conversation and and sometimes when you have those conversations with people you'll go oh wow they're interesting that you know we have some some common things and you know maybe we can build on that i have a question there's also did you go ahead
1: did you ever go out on a date and take a girl out for dinner and she got loaded?
0: No. No. That was just I, I did have, I did have someone that I dated who ah uh, that was that was like ten dates deep. Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> Jack and Coke was her favorite.
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. thank, thank God I was the designated driver. Oh so, my goodness! All well, right, go yeah. Dutch.
1: Even if you are used to one party paying for dates, for some older people, on fixed incomes, buying more than one meal or movie ticket simply isn't in their budget. Offering to split costs takes some of the pressure off your date and allows you to sidestep some of those confining gender norms. We kind of talked about this already.
0: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, mean I feel as a person who asks someone out to dinner, I will, I will be inclined to pay. And if mm-hmm. they insist, like I said this in the last podcast, if they insist, I'll pay the bill and they can get the tip. Yeah. You know, if they're, if they're super insistent, like, no, no, I want to pay my fair share, you know? So, okay. So dinner's, you know, 50 bucks and then, okay. So they throw like a $15 tip in. And then to me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? And I mean, for other people, I yeah, feel like your brother, your brother was interesting. He's like, Yeah, these women just want free dinners. And it well, sounds because, like he was buying a lot of <laughs> sounds like he was because, buying a lot of dinners.
1: Well, I think that's why I, I think my sister was kind of doing that that kind of stuff.
0: You mean she was going out with people just so she could get a free dinner?
1: Well, I mean not necessarily just that, but I don't think she offered to pay.
0: <laughs> well Well that maybe that's uh maybe the uh the plunging neckline helped
1: maybe maybe
0: <laughs> that might that might have that might have been that might have been the the thing that said okay well plunging that client, okay i'm paying
1: we'll have to we'll have to have her on one of these days we gotta, right, have, go your, on. We
0: gotta have your sister on we've had oh, your brother train, we gotta have your sister
1: train wreck experiences she's had be patient on dating apps just because you don't instantly find your inbox flooded with messages from potential partners doesn't mean there isn't someone out there waiting to meet you Even for people much younger than you, dating is still a process, so be patient with both yourself and your potential partners.
0: I agree with that. I I I think I just
1: got I just got impatient. Period. Like, it it was just coming. It it was becoming monotonous, and and that's when I probably shouldn't have done the six month. The six month. uh,
0: There's only so many "Hi, how are you?" emails you can get before you're like. Really, that's all you got loaded up is hi. How are you? Yep. Or how was your day? Like you know, or you know, on the Dos Maria's podcast, uh, episode eight, you know, the the good morning text, and then the <laughs> like, hey, have a good night. The good morning and good night text, and it's kind of like, why doesn't he pick the phone up and call me? He has my number. Yeah. I think many times these days. Be bold. Hmm. Pick, I mean, pick the phone up as long as it's not at an unreasonable hour. Pick yeah. the phone up and call someone. And I, I still do prefer to send someone a text like, hey, are you available to talk? But every once in a while, a surprise phone call during the week, not necessarily on a Friday or Saturday night because people most of the time have plans. But like on a right. Wednesday night at like 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. pick the phone up and call them and first off they're going to be shocked that you're calling them and they're going to probably pick the phone up going gee i wonder if this is a butt dial right and then saying you know i was just thinking about you and i you know really wanted to talk to you some more Hmm. that's going to get you a lot of kudos
1: these days
0: because we live in a society now where people don't like My my niece is a perfect example. She's 30 years old. And when her phone rings, she looks annoyed. Yeah. You know, she goes like, who's who's calling me? Like, my God. Like, you know, savages on the other end. But I think when we're on an older demographic, our 40s, 50s, and 60s, I really think people want someone to go, gee, I was thinking about you. And I thought, hey, you know, just give them a call. And if you get voicemail. Don't hang up. Just leave them a short message, and just say, "Hey, I was thinking about you, and that's why I gave you a call. If you if you're going to be up for the next hour or two, you know, give me a call back." Mm, that's doesn't have interesting. to be. Doesn't have to be it Doesn't have to be a long message. It just mm-hmm. you just want that person if you're interested in them to 11, know that you think to thinking. know that you're thinking about them.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Just,
0: 'Cause to me that's important. That connection with another person, this is a crazy way to meet people. There is absolutely yeah. no doubt in my mind that this is this is this is our norm these days. It is the norm. It is the norm these days. And I'm gonna repeat what I've said in the past. I look at online dating uh oh Michelle's yawning. It's almost, <laughs> oh, it's, all, it's almost time. It's almost time. <laughs> I look at online dating as nothing more than doors that are going to be open for you that you would never have access to ever. And it is your decision whether you choose to walk through that door or not. And Hmm. that's my analogy to online dating. And sometimes you'll walk through the door and you'll meet someone and it's like, Hey, there's not a connection. And there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes you'll walk through the door and you like that person but you don't see them as a romantic partner. And there Mm -hmm. have been a number of people that I've stayed connected with through online dating is how we met and we've remained friends, not friends with benefits, actual friends. There have been people that I've met online that I brought into the cycling community that I'm a big part of. And to me, that's wonderful. And that's blossomed many friendships with those people
1: mm-hmm. they've
0: met a lot of different people in our group and it's like and those people are now their friends and and it's always uh kind of curious yeah that, social
1: uh, network like yeah
0: it, but you don't, you don't know, have to be a like, jerk
1: even if it doesn't work out
0: don't i've, be a I've jerk. remained don't. in
1: contact i've remained in contact with several people that i've gone out with
0: of course as, the, the, bush, the, bush, the bush trimmer
1: Yeah, definitely not angry Tom, though.
0: Not angry Tom.
1: Actually, you know what? I'm going to see if I still have his contact information in my phone while you read the next one. Stay tuned.
0: Okay, number 20, never trash talk your ex. Even if your ex left you with a mountain of debt or some deep-rooted trust issues, do your best not to talk trash about them on early dates. Well, the end of your last relationship is bound to come up at some point. If you keep seeing someone, if you say malicious things about your ex, your date might peg you as an unkind or cruel person and be less than eager to go out again. Boy, you know, with this whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing, I'm glad that I don't know anything about this. But when I go over to my mom's house, she loves telling me about this whole crazy court case that's happening right now oh i don't know a thing about it that's good keep it that way
1: <laughs> so johnny depp and who
0: amber heard who was his wife
1: oh yeah uh
0: interesting yeah.
1: two no,
0: two different toxic thing. two different toxic people get together it's it's going to be a bit of a crazy dance so that's all wow. i can say about it i think this is important um don't talk negatively about your ex, I think, is important. Yeah. You know, it's like that. I mean, obviously, there were some things that happened that broke you apart. <clears throat> and right. again, that's the thing. When someone asked me on date one or two, I I defer and say, that's a long story. I'd love to tell you, but not right now. Not where we're at in our relationship.
1: <clears throat> you know what? takes two to tango. And generally, it's not only uh, the responsibility or the actions of one person. Um, Sometimes, it's just you just kind of grow apart, and you have different interests and different goals and desires and stuff like that.
0: So I've, I've known quite a number of people who get to that point in their life where they mm-hmm. had a couple kids. And then the next thing, you know, they have the empty nest syndrome. And, right. and the children were that buffer, you know, oh, everything yeah. that the, the husband and wife did was oriented around their children, whether it was soccer or band or this or that, or getting into the right college. And once mm-hmm. they're off out to college or, maybe they're even further down the road now having a career. I feel, and I'm not, I am not a a psychological professional. I'm just a regular person saying my opinion here. I really think a husband and wife, when they get to that emptiness point in their life, they have to like reintroduce themselves to each other.
1: Absolutely. And
0: remember why they were together, not just because of the kids. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that, because I've seen this, Honestly, a dozen times with my friends. You're going right. to get divorced. Mhm. You're looking across at the person going, "Why in the hell am I with you?" Yeah. And if you and if you're at that point in your relationship and you don't do that reintroduction to each other and remember why you were together, it's going to be mm-hmm. tough. Yep.
1: Absolutely. You know. Guilty of that one, although I can Kind of pretty much knew that we were just two two way different people.
0: Yeah, and you had some things you had some things in your relationship that were more personal than you're willing to talk about here, and that's
1: understandable.
0: So we don't even need to go down that road.
1: That's right.
0: Absolutely. All right. Um, I'm just uh, gonna I'm gonna let Michelle off the hook because you know we're we're within the hour of bedtime. That's right. <laughs> she okay, has to. Listen. She
1: has. I still have to, to walk get, my dog.
0: I she got to walk the dog. On with my plumbing. She's got to make the tea. She's got to. She's got to work on her plumbing a little bit more. That's you right. Know. Hey, it's yeah, all about the exact. bedtime
1: routine. Um, got, yeah, gotta so have the routine. Plug. Check me out on Instagram at Coach Michelle M Fitness. I can work with anybody anywhere, and as we talked about earlier. um, if you're getting back out there in this crazy dating world, you might want to get yourself in shape and start eating better so you can feel better and more confident. So hit me up and I can help you you out. You
0: stand for just a sec more and also wisdom community. If anyone is out there and would like to talk about a success story with online dating, I mean, we're going to have plenty of nightmare stories. But if you actually have a success story, someone that you met, someone you had a long lasting relationship, maybe you're engaged, maybe you're married, we have a, a Facebook page as well as an Instagram page at the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. And the logo that you see up on our wisdom page will be the exact same logos that we have on our Instagram and our Facebook. And these podcasts, in addition to other ones where we have uh, calling guests, are on all the different platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Audible, Amazon Music. They're all out there. So go ahead and send a DM to either the Facebook group or the Instagram page. If you're interested in having, not necessarily a wisdom conversation, but a conversation uh, with Michelle and I just about your success story, because we'd really like to hear people who've had amazing relationships or met amazing people online. Because I know they're out there because so many people are getting married and they've all met online.
1: Absolutely.
0: Didn't you say that 75 percent was a 75 percent? You had a statistic. Yes.
1: 75% of the new folks.
0: 75% of younger adults
1: younger folks, yeah. are
0: getting married and they met online. That's an yep. that's an amazing statistic.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I think it I think sure. it
0: shows how influential meeting people outside of meeting them at a bar, or meeting them at the beach or in a hot tub or <laughs> in the wild. Online dating is so pervasive in our society yeah
1: you know, for sure one of the first
0: podcasts we did i went on to the apple michelle and i are both iphone users we went on i went on the apple page and i just typed in dating apps and like 40 different dating apps popped up wow and i was like, and I, was like I i mean honestly more than half of the dating apps that were on there are ones that i'd never heard of so maybe they were very niche oriented, but it shows you how big it is today.
1: Absolutely. Actually,
0: I think we're going to let Michelle go.
1: Yeah.
0: If anyone is interested in coming on with me, I'm going to leave the lines open for a few minutes and we can have a conversation about online dating and hopefully a success story. All right. I'm tapping out. Good night, all. I'm going to say good night and say hello to Daisy. We want to thank our podcast listeners. That was episode 11, Best Dating Tips for Those Over 50. Not long after Michelle hung up, I did have a caller, Leticia, who will be on episode 12 by herself, and we want to thank everyone in the Wisdom community, as well as those who are listening to our podcast now on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, and all other podcast providers. And now, just a word from one of our sponsors.
1: Hi, my name's Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and post-menopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted. I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health, a long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone, restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness, or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.